So remember way back in 2019 when Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame was able to knock off Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time? Yeah, well, that's no more. Uh, Endgame was kicked off the top of the mountain this past weekend by none other than Avatar. Yes, Avatar reclaimed the throne this weekend because it re-released in China and kicked off Endgame from the highest grossing film of all time. James Gunn uh, tweeted yesterday that it was fun while it lasted, but I'm no longer an executive producer of the biggest grossing film of all time. Congrats to James Cameron and the Avatar team. And of course... Zoe Saldana, who is in kind of a no-lose situation here. And I thought, yeah, no kidding. Uh, she's in both. But then I went back and looked at Zoe Saldana's uh, IMDb page and what all she was in. I mean, you want to talk about somebody that has kicked butt in getting into some, uh, some movies that <laughs> have sequels, man. She started, you know, the IMDb page starts way back in 99 when she did a couple Law and Orders. And then she did this movie called Center Stage, which I have watched uh, at least, I don't know, two or three times with my wife because it's a dancing movie and she loves it. And then she was in Drumline, which I don't know, it was, it was on or my wife was watching bits and pieces of that stupid movie yesterday. She was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Then uh, she's in The Terminal. And then it goes on to uh, get up to Avatar. She's in Star Trek. <laughs> she's in three or four Star Trek. She's in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, come on. And then she gets into the Marvel Avengers game and the Avatar two three four and five wow and then there's another star trek sequel coming out i mean and another guardians of the galaxy sequel coming out holy cow uh is just incredible i mean she hit the mother loads plural with that s and good for her i mean congratulations to zoe saldana uh, james gunn was right and i didn't think avatar was so far along i my gosh i was looking at this and they're talking about avatar 2 and 3 are already in post-production for 2022 and 2024 and avatar 4 and 5 are filming now wow just uh incredible anyway congratulations i mean she is and she's got a couple other things in post-production a thing called the atom project and keyhole garden i mean she is a hard working actress actor person in film you know whatever she identifies at but uh i mean that's just amazing anyway all that for uh avatar taking over the throne once again as the highest grossing film of all time we'll see how long that lasts because james gunn even mentioned you know, it was a pretty good idea, uh, you know, re-releasing that film. Maybe more films should do that. Yeah, no kidding, you think? Thanks, James. 
and welcome to Chewing the Fat. Wow, it was a long weekend this weekend. I'm not even talking about uh, the feeling of uh, discombobulation because of the time change. For those of you listening live, it is the 15th of March, 2021, and we had the uh, spring ahead uh, daylight savings time instead of standard time. And, uh, or are we back on standard time and it was daylight savings time? I don't even remember anymore. I just know that I had to spring ahead and lose an hour this weekend, which in turn made it feel like (laughs) the longest weekend ever. Anyway, we had the Oscars announced um, this morning, the nominations announced. We'll get into those. And we had the Grammys last night. And I was, as I'm reading through the Grammys, and we can, we can, you know, talk a little bit about the Grammys, but I, it's, their ratings have got to be nothing, right? Because there was no hype about it. I mean, it, there was hype because I was looking for it, but if you weren't looking for it, did you see anything about it? I mean, there's no buzz or anything. Just incredible. These award shows are probably over. And I just got done talking about the Oscars being announced. I mean, they should just do the nominations and then the winner is, and we move on, but they've got to, you know, they want to get together and, you know, ass grab everybody. And I mean, not, they can't do that anymore. I mean, hug. Nope. Can't do that anymore. I mean, shake hands. Nope. Can't do that anymore. I mean, uh, you know, maybe Skype or zoom in (laughs) and wave and then have your little speech all printed out for you. So you can pretend like it's right off the cuff. Agonizing. But, uh, I see that, uh, it was a women's year, uh, the 63rd annual Grammy awards last night. So we had, uh, uh, they women won all four major categories last night. Uh, Megan the Stallion is the best new artist. Uh, Her was the song of the year. Has the song of the year. Not was the song of the year. Uh, Billie Eilish uh, got everything she wanted. Uh, 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 and Taylor Swift won her third album of the year award. And then, of course, the Queen Bee, Beyonce, won another Grammy. And uh, it, she is now the uh, most of any female artist in history. I know many people uh, were reporting that she was the most in history, but that's not true, right? She's the best. She's the most wins ever by a female artist with 28 awards. She's three wins away from the all-time record of 31 by this huge stock. The conductor, George Solte. So, I mean, (laughs) that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, that conductor kicked butt, right? I don't even know all the stuff he did. Let's find out. Or not. I mean, he's got 31 Grammys. He's at the top of the list. His first win was in 1962 for Best Opera Recording. And his final win was in 1997 for Best Opera Recording. (laughs) So congratulations to George. Uh, He passed away in 1997. And, you know, we'll see if he still, you know, maybe they pull out a best of George 
Solte, and maybe he wins another Grammy if uh, Beyonce is getting close to breaking the record. But you never know. You never know. But congratulations to, to him. Anyway, Beyonce is not the most, but she is the most, you know, they've given, she obviously is the most for a female artist. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of news surrounding, I guess, the, you know, the ceremony. It paid tribute to the independent music venues that were hurt by the pandemic. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe uh, some of these huge stars that are making all this cash, you know the ones, uh, might help them out a little bit. You know, and uh, oh, that's what they were doing, Jeff. That's why they were paying tribute. Okay. All right. If you say so, no problem. We had... Uh, we had uh, Bruno Mars performed. And the one picture that they showed of him, or at least the screen grab that I saw of him by AP talking about uh, Bruno Mars performing at the Grammys, it looked like Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> I mean, I, I almost went back and got a picture of Sammy Davis Jr. and split it up. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do that and show a screen grab side by side of Bruno and Sammy Davis Jr. Because to me, they look that picture made him look like uh, Sammy Davis Jr. And then we had the outrage mob uh, going after Bill Burr. Remember when Burr talked about in that podcast when uh, Carano was uh, axed from the Mandalorian and he said, oh, they're going to come after me? Yeah, Bill, they will. Which, I mean, he did it on purpose by uh you know going after uh the feminists for his uh for his grammy appearance and so you know if you're going to try to get rid of bill you gotta you're gonna have to do probably a little bit better than that right than just going after him for his own jokes about you coming after him (laughs) uh good luck the man made jokes about himself buying a new suit for giving away Grammys on something that happened before the Grammys. And he's married to a black woman who he's been open about his love of. They have children. It's just amazing. I just, good luck. Good luck going after Bill Burr. I mean, maybe, maybe it wins at Disney where they ax him from the Mandalorian. Maybe, but I doubt it. I doubt it. And Bill is never gonna, never gonna bend the knee, and unlike other people that we will get to a little bit later on in this broadcast that bent the knee, that is agonizing, agonizing. I mean, if you bend the knee, it never works out. We've talked about it so much, and there's just another example of it happening that's driving me crazy. Look, the cancel culture is going to continue. You know that, right? Until every last voice of opposition has been crushed. And they're backed by the media and some of the largest companies in the world. Big tech and the far left have formed a, let's just call it an unholy alliance, to track, censor, and really spy on you. Um, There's never been a more important time to protect your internet activity from bad actors than right now. And that's why I I want to urge you to get Express 
VPN, Express VPN. Everything you search for, watch, or click online can be tracked by big tech companies. And they can match your activity to your true identity using your device's unique IP address. So that's why you feel so much better when you switch on ExpressVPN on your computer or your phone. Your IP address is masked by a secure VPN server, which makes it harder for websites to identify you and me. I am an ExpressVPN user. The app also encrypts my network data to protect all sensitive information from being compromised. Plus, you can use ExpressVPN on up to five devices simultaneously so the whole family can stay safe with a single subscription. And I've told you before, I love the thing. I mean, when I open up my laptop and ExpressVPN kicks in, I'm like, ah, okay. I feel so much better. Uh, there are times when I, I'm on uh, I'm on the desktop and I was like, oh, uh, ExpressVPN, I, I got to I got to get ExpressVPN, and, and once it once I got it on, I felt so much better. Um, it's easy to use; it takes one click to protect all your devices. That's why they're rated uh, number one VPN by CNET and Wired. So stop handing over your data to big tech companies and their far left enablers in government. Uh, defend your rights. And don't bend the knee with use VPN that I trust for online protection. Okay, this is this could be a way for you to not bend the knee. Okay, I know. ExpressVPN.com slash Jeffy. ExpressVPN.com slash Jeffy. That gets you three extra months free if you go to ExpressVPN.com slash Jeffy right now to learn more. E-X-P-R-E ssvpn.com slash s-l-a-s-h jeffy j-e-f-f-y express vpn.com slash jeffy so did you see where my boy the naked cowboy <laughs> you know my boy the naked cowboy i you know i've met him uh, a couple times and he's usually in new york i mean that's where he became famous as the naked cowboy and if you're not sure who he is i mean he has a guitar cowboy hat cowboy boots and walks around in his underwear as a naked cowboy and he's not a hundred percent naked but that's his name the naked cowboy back a thousand years ago when i met him he wasn't uh, uh he was just getting really really famous and popular now i mean he's got sponsors and you know it's not just the clear whitey tidies and the cowboy hatter and the, and the guitar it's all sponsored but good for him so uh he was and during the winter he goes south which is how i met him when i was in florida and he goes to big events right and there was there's bike week on daytona beach and you know that's where you're going to be a lot of people are there the naked cowboys on the street does a little i don't know if he had any gigs there actual gigs a lot of times you know he may just show up at these huge events and be you know out on the street during these huge events where there's all kinds of people gathering so that uh you know he can be the naked cowboy so he's uh on the street in daytona and the volusia county sheriff's office uh said that uh he was charged with resisting arrest without violence and also cited for aggressive panhandling come on come on now so apparently he's playing his guitar on the street and people were throwing money inside the instrument officers told him to leave the area according to the officers he refused to follow directions which not real sure i'd like to you know 
I don't know if that's true or not, but we do know that he, you know, <sighs> resisting arrest charge is so difficult to, I mean, not difficult. It's, it's easy to get. And, you know, it's difficult to prove unless you're actually fighting with them. If you say, come on, man, I don't want to get arrested. Why are you arresting me? They can use that as, you know, resisting arrest. That's the resisting arrest, you know, without violence. And the aggressive panhandling. Come on now. I know that uh, they have the city ordinance of, oh, no, panhandling on the streets. It's bike week. And you really, was he causing that big of a problem? The naked cowboy was causing that big of a deal. You had to arrest him. And it's reported that his guitar got hurt in the, during the commotion of the arrest. I mean, just oh, maybe that's when he was arrest, resisting Jeff. Okay. All right. Maybe it was. No problem. I, I got you. I got you. So he spent the night in jail, went before the judge the next day. And uh, the judge was like, um, yeah, no. Um, you go ahead and you're, you're, you're out. Uh, the judge, uh, sentenced, uh, time served for the resisting arrest charge and dismissed the misdemeanor panhandling charge. So get out of here. And then, you know, he went, my man, the naked cowboy went back to, uh, the festivities and people were like, he's out. Yeah. And, uh, so that probably even made him more money. Maybe it was on purpose so that he gets some ink and then makes him even more money. <laughs> so come on now i mean i love florida but i guess every state has one police officer that has to make a difference and keep the streets safe as this particular officer or officers did in daytona and uh, the volusia county sheriff's department keeping the streets safe from aggressive panhandling from the naked cowboy Oh, did I, I mentioned her H-E-R winning uh, song of the year at the Grammys, but uh, the song was, I can't breathe, you know, inspired by George Floyd's death and, uh, congratulations to her for that. Did you see, I mean, she got the, you know, she won the Grammy for song of the year at the 63rd Grammy awards for I can't breathe. Did you see where the uh, city council of Minneapolis uh, approved a $27 million civil settlement with Floyd's family. $27 million for that civil settlement. Yay! Yay! So the family sued the city, arguing that police violated Floyd's civil rights and failed to properly train its officers. The city is now, with that $27 million settlement, uh, paying the largest settlement of its kind. The mayor said the move was a milestone for Minneapolis's racial reckoning. Really? Huh. 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 Uh, the brother said he'd give it all back to have his brother alive. I believe that. I believe that. Uh, your brother probably wouldn't, but I believe you would. Um, but it is strange that they made this deal when the trial for police officer, former police officer, uh, Chauvin 
is going on. I mean, they're picking the jury right now. Uh, man, they, I mean, they've got the National Guard there. They've got the police there. They've got the courthouse blocked off. Um, don't forget they have the no-go zone where the George Floyd Memorial is for the autonomous zone with several blocks controlled by activists. Police don't go in. Uh, one lady was uh, saying that her son died inside this zone because they wouldn't let rescuers in to try to save him. She's also said that he may not have survived anyway, but that wasn't the point. And they don't let anybody in, uh, anybody that's white and or are doing any kind of reports. There's footage of them kicking people out. Anyway, Minneapolis is going to be fun during this trial. And I tell you, I would, other than thinking to yourself, well, if I get on the trial, uh, get on the jury, then it's going to be worth a book, right? Or you'd be able to write about it. And we've talked about that before. Man, you can't really think that way, although it'd be tough to keep out of the back of your mind. But if you go into being a jurist the way you're supposed to, and you find the former police officer, Derek Chauvin, not guilty of the charges that they're, that they've got for him. Um, you along with everyone else will be lucky to make it out of that court. <laughs> alive, man, that, that city will not be a place to be. Um, and that's sad. That is, that's really, really sad, but holy cow. I mean, they've already said that, uh, you know, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, you know, it's a settlement. No problem. Um, uh, you know, it's a civil settlement, so it doesn't have anything to do. It's a separate thing from the, from the trial. Oh, uh, I know, but still it kind of taints the jury pool a little bit. I mean, it's already been reported that uh, one of the potential jurors questioned uh, on Monday, which if you're listening live is today, was excused after noting the headlines about the city approving the $27 million settlement, saying, um, yeah, it kind of comes off as admission of guilt and uh, the city couldn't win the lawsuit. Oh, you mean that's exactly what we talked about uh, prior to this, when, after it happened, that it was going to taint the jury pool. Maybe that's what they wanted. Now, seven jurors have been selected so far. Four of the jurors identified. I love this story. Uh, the seven juries, uh, jurors that have been selected, four identify as white, one as multiracial, one as Hispanic, and one as black. Uh Six jurors are in their 20s or 30s, and one is in her 50s. So the trial is scheduled, the opening statements no sooner than March 29th. The judge has set, had three weeks set aside for uh, juror uh, selection, so for jury selection. So we'll see what happens, but I would not. Uh, wow. I mean, one person was already. One jurist already said he didn't want to become a jury, uh, get on the jury because he was afraid that his family, his home, his children, you know, whatever would be attacked uh, if it was ever leaked that he was on the jury. And I can't believe that it would leak to the press and the world who was sitting on the jury. That just couldn't happen, could it? <laughs> now, not all is lost from the $27 million to the George Floyd family. I know that they were, uh, 
they were they have a bunch of i don't know how much of it is left but i know that there were millions in the gofundme that was raised for the family uh prior to this 27 million dollar settlement and i know in one story it talked about how five hundred thousand dollars a whole five hundred thousand dollars and i don't know if it comes from the 27 million or if it gets tacked on and it comes from the city's pile of the 27 million but 500,000 a whole half a million is going to go to uh the George Floyd uh, memorial area there in Minneapolis. So that's good news. I mean not all is lost, right? Not all is lost with that. This trial is going to be fun. Fun. And that's how much fun it's going to be. You hear that beep? <laughs> yeah, that's the fun beep. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something. We just had the fun beep. I need something cold to drink. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my goodness. So those of you listening to this show right now that aren't a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, please do so whatever you're listening to the show on whatever whatever platform you like listening to you can subscribe on if you're listening to the show on a platform that you don't really like or you don't use then find the one that you like and subscribe on that platform like itunes uh, iHeartRadio, radio uh, stitcher spotify to name a few there is a plethora of more plethora of more there is a plethora of platforms that the show is available on yeah that's how you say it i also saw did you see where um apple Podcasts, starting in a few weeks is going to not use the word subscribe you're going to be invited to follow your favorite podcast so i want you to subscribe and or follow this podcast okay <laughs> according to research and they're changing it according to this research i guess 47 percent of people who don't currently listen to podcasts think that subscribing to a podcast will cost money okay so if you're listening to this show right now and you think he just said subscribe that's going to cost me money no it's not because this this show is free all right if you want to subscribe to blaze tv and maybe that's where they're where your thinking comes in you if you're gonna you know become a member of blaze tv that costs money and you can go to blaze tv.com slash jeffy j-e-f-f-y and save you some money click on i think i think you get ten dollars off for a year subscription uh is the deal there's other deals as well for a year and multi-year deals but you can go to blaze tv.com slash jeffy and uh see what those deals are however maybe that's the point right so you can uh, instead of subscribing that's why in the beginning i always said uh, available wherever free podcasts are sold oh z ah that's what ah uh anyway so apple's you're gonna follow your favorite podcast which this should be one of your favorite podcasts and then google uh is going <laughs> is beta testing uh it's a screen for uh a heart icon 
to indicate what sort of podcast they would like to be recommended. So if you give it a thumbs up or thumbs down to the podcast, that which isn't a thumbs up or a thumbs down, I guess it's a heart. And if it's a heart, iHeartRadio must be pissed. So good luck, God bless. We'll see if there's a fight going on between those two down the road. But um, if you, that's just finding a way. You know, if they put a thumbs up then we can go ahead and tell them hey here's we can recommend some more podcasts that you might like just like they do on netflix which actually is probably a pretty good idea right i mean everybody i know you know you may complain about it but there are times where those uh you know those recommendations come in handy you go oh yeah maybe i would and you try it out so you know it works and that's why they use it okay yeah got it okay good that's right and then <laughs> and i know we're in the break room so don't forget if you want to uh if you uh, uh want to get a hold of the show in any way you can email chewing the fat at the blaze.com and uh, i try to read as you know i try to read all your emails and i get back to you or i do the story on the air i've got uh, i got another email from my friend Reem and uh, I gotta we'll get into that uh, sometime this week as well but Reem has emailed me again with an opportunity to make some money and uh, it's funny how Reem ever so often sends me an email for an opportunity to make money and it's the same amount of money but it's a different little reason of where Reem is getting it it's just fascinating we've got to break down those emails coming from Reem uh, to, with her opportunity for me to make a little money because Reem is out of luck with her 47 some odd million dollars I think that's what it was <laughs> anyway you can email chewingthefat at theblaze.com and you can follow me on uh, social media at jeffyjfr uh, twitter Jeff Fisher Radio is Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor. And uh, yes, Parlor still exists, although barely. But it does still exist. Also, did you see? You know, the big news was that uh, Disney had uh, you know record subscribers uh, or you know members. They're calling them subscribers, so they're not followers because you're paying for it, okay? But I see where they're talking about uh, Disney surpassing Netflix by 2026 right they're saying that uh uh, they rethought their plan because of how fast they hit 100 million and they're saying that it's not going to be 194 million customers by 2025 2026 they're saying uh, disney will reach almost 300 million by 2026 (laughs) holy cow uh that's incredible now they talk about how uh Disney Plus will be a $20.76 billion by 2026, which is half of Netflix $39.52 billion for the world, right? Because of their, uh, they've got a, you know, lower fees and charges. And India is really one of the growing countries, and Netflix is having that as well. And HBO Max said that they expect as many as 150 million subscribers by 2025, which, <laughs> okay, I mean, that is huge. And I, I will say that HBO Max seems to be, you know, growing just as fast as better than Disney. Uh, I don't know about, I don't think they have now. Let's see, they're expected to grow global subscriber base between 120, 150 million 
between uh, HBO Max and HBO by 2025. But right now, they only have 41.5 million domestic subscribers. So that's a big jump. But they could do it. I mean, they're getting the content and they're making the deals with the movie companies for theatrical releases. Uh, Goes to the theater and HBO Max. So good luck. Good luck. God bless. Speaking of uh, good luck and God bless, uh, that needs to be uh, good luck and God bless to A-Rod and J-Lo. I know, I know. It looks like they are headed for a breakup. Uh, According to reports, the one headline said that, uh, that's silly. We're not, there's no breakup happening. Now, they released a joint statement saying that uh, the relationship is fine. You don't know what you're talking about, but... There are uh, working through a few things. <laughs> okay, uh, then I guess the relationship is fine. Do you say that when you aren't fine? I don't know. I don't know. They just said, uh, you know... We're working through a few things. That's it. Okay. No problem. And then when when they questioned about uh, A-Rod having an affair with this uh, Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm, um, Madison said that she and Alex had spoken on the phone randomly last year. He's never physically cheated on his fiance with me. What does that mean? Now, I guess a source close to A-Rod said he doesn't even know who she is. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I know they look. J-Lo and A-Rod, you know, they're both, you know, big stars. And who knows? You know, that's a big relationship with family and kids. And they're, you know. Looking to get married. (laughs) I love the fact that our relationship is fine. Uh, We're just working through a few things, okay? And it wasn't even a few things. I mean, the actual statement said, uh, all the reports are inaccurate. We're working through some things. (laughs) Okay, no problem. And I love the fact that Jose Canseco... Uh, he's, you know, if you don't know who Jose is, he's a former major league baseball player and, uh, you know, most famous for his, you know, steroid use, I guess. And, um, he of course predicted it back in January that they would break up. (laughs) The next girl you see A-Rod with will be a 25 to 30 year old hot fitness model. The truth hurts. And then he said, Hey, Jennifer Lopez, by the way. I'm single and I can be faithful. (laughs) Uh, Jennifer, need a man that will be by your side 24-7 who is older than you are and is broke. I fit that category perfectly. I'm your man. (laughs) Oh, that is absolutely great. Conseco, I guarantee you that Alex Rodriguez will be will be tried to get a hold of by my ex-wife Jessica very soon if he's not done it by now. 
<laughs> hey, Jennifer Lopez, I would, I would, I would fight for you, but I have two torn shoulders and a bad knee from my last fight. That's awesome. So fun. Uh, it's just Jose having fun with it. And it's not fun to be making fun of other people's relationships who are struggling, especially JLo and A-Rod. Okay. So change your tune, Jose. It's not funny. I'll tell you another thing. It's not funny. Scientists have now begun to lay out plans for a sperm bank on the moon. <laughs> Not funny at all. That was good. I mean, this is actually good news, right? I mean, repopulation has got to start with a sperm bank on the moon. When you think repopulation, you think, you know what? We need a sperm bank on the moon. So it's modern global insurance policy, according to these Scientists and mechanical engineers have proposed that humans establish a repository of reproductive cells uh, from 6.7 million of Earth's species. You know, including humans. It's not just it's not just other species. It's humans too. Duh. And they're talking about building this bank underneath the moon's surface. I mean, are we sending shovels up there already? Does Elon, does Elon, uh, maybe it's time to invest in the shovel building company? Uh, who's going up there and digging? Are we sending, uh, we sending, who are we sending? Are the astronauts going up? Do we have enough astronauts in our, in, are we sending up the military? Maybe the, maybe our space command is going up there and building things and our men going to build it right maybe that's why they're fighting so hard for women in the military because they know the women are going up there to decorate and help build the sperm bank i don't know i'm asking i'm just asking questions that's what i do according to the scientists look our planet faces natural disasters drought asteroids and the potential for nuclear war the earth is naturally a volatile environment and we've got to, we've got to do something. That's why the university of Arizona submitted their report, lunar pits and lava tubes for a modern arc. And they, they submitted this at the annual Institute of electric electrical and electronics engineers, aerospace conference. And I'm really pissed that I wasn't there because it just happened. Why wasn't I invited to the Electrical and Electronics Engineers Aerospace Conference? <laughs> so, because of the plant, planet's instability, the Earth-based repository would leave specimens vulnerable and, the, you know, would store the reproductive cells in these lunar pits. And, you know be good to go so the ark you know would then cryogenically preserve various species in the event of a global disaster again it's an insurance policy it's a global insurance policy now they would go down 80 to 100 meters underground and provide ready-made shelter from the surface of the moon which you know endures major temperature swings really does it get hit by meteorites and radiation too? Uh, yeah, but that's okay because we'll be underground. Oh, okay. So many plants and animals are seriously endangered. So, you know, so they say that it's going to be uh, kind of like the uh, global seed vault that we have. 
And it, uh, they're talking about, well, the Global Seed Bank has 992,000 unique samples with each containing an average of 500 seeds. So the scientist uh, said that he was surprised by how cost-effective the mission could be. Right. To transport 50 samples of each species, 6.7 million would take 250 rocket launches. By comparison, 40 launches were required to build the International Space Station, which sits in low Earth orbit, orbit, far closer than the moon. It's not that crazy big. We were a little surprised about that. <laughs> really. But it doesn't say how much. It just says, well, it would be cost-effective. Really. So what happens then if we have 250 rocket launches... What if 10 of them blow up? I don't want any of them to blow up, but what if 10 of them blow up? Uh, So now you're talking about 260, right? 260 rocket launches or attempted rocket launches plus new material. I mean, there's only so much that I could deposit (laughs) before, you know, I need a break. So good luck. Good luck. God bless. And I, again, I ask, Who's building it? How are we getting these uh, pits in the ground that lead to these lava tubes that are now hollow, according to these scientists, some 80 to 100 meters underground? Who's all going up in these 250 or more rocket launches to the moon and doing the construction work? I just, I just, I'd like to know their plan. And I'd like to know how they believe that it's cost effective all right uh, a couple of headlines before i want to talk about uh, sharon bending the knee which uh, happened late last week and it is agonizing um i would i would have talked about it last week except that it happened late friday when, it, when you know the news was reported and it drives me insane and i was hoping that she was smarter than that but we'll see uh under the under my headline phrase of not subscribed uh bloomberg and the washington post uh gives me uh, headlines but they won't let me read the story unless i subscribe to their websites and i'm not going to do that so i'm going to tell you the headlines on bloomberg uh, movie theater set to rebound in 2021 but only to the 1980s Uh, Good luck with that, even. I would be surprised if they even hit those numbers anymore. Uh, Under the Washington Post, um, which I definitely am not going to subscribe to, uh, the IRS is uh, behind a few million. Uh, Just seven million, though. um, uh, Delayed refunds uh, because they're now worrying about the stimulus payments. So what do you want? You want your tax refund or you want your stimulus payment? They'll get to it. Believe me, they'll get to it. And... uh, If you want to talk about uh, inflation, uh, they're saying that used car prices are showing uh, that inflation mark as used cars prices went up uh, 17% in the last seven months. And I will tell you an economic indicator. This is a chewing the fat economic indicator on how the economy is really doing. Okay. And I'll tell you how I, how I realize, you know, we all know, man, I went to the grocery store this weekend. Every, I walk down aisles, everything has gone up. 
And I do mean, well, Jeff, there was some stuff on sale and the prices that haven't gone up. Uh-huh. But the main items, as you walk down aisles and you look at, you know, main items that people buy, uh, everything has gone up. It is amazing. And they're saying that obviously used car prices, gas prices are up. But the economic, chewing the fat, economic indicator that tells me that the economy is not as good as they're trying to portray it to be. Cars on the side of the interstates. More cars. I see myself more cars breaking down along the side of the highway. And there they sit. And that tells me, okay, this is my economic indicator. Uh, that times are not as good as people think because they're not doing the upkeep on those automobiles. All that's going to just mean they're not being made as good and they're just crappier cars. Yes, it could be, but I don't believe that. I believe that it's because people and users, you know, think about it for yourself, uh, letting little things go on your vehicle, right? And uh, then, you know, the next thing, you know, you're breaking down. Ah, I knew I should have gone to the shop, but I just couldn't afford it. And so there it sits along the side of the highway. That is a chewing the fat economic indicator. I know, I know you're welcome. Maybe you ought to invest in Bitcoin, right? It went up over 60,000 this weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just incredible. We got St. Patrick's day this weekend too. And we've got the Snyder cut. Uh, coming out on HBO Max this week, the four-hour Snyder Cut. My son has been so hot and strong on this. Uh, man, I, he, it's, he's really excited for it. And uh, you know Maximus. I mean, he joins myself and Justin on uh, Talking Walking Dead, which uh, which is out and uh, Dead is, is on target. On target. Now let's talk about Sharon Osbourne for a moment, shall we? Uh, I was all about her getting indignant and show me where I'm racist and standing tall. But then I see on Friday where CBS has said that all matters related to the Wednesday episode of The Talk are currently under internal review. Are they? Are they, CBS? Okay, no problem. I know. You know, they. I know that you're all about being uh being a respectful inclusive diverse workplace <laughs> okay all right thank you and then i thought okay well it's not a review but no problem sharon's gonna stand tall uh-uh, wrong uh she bent the knee she bent the knee and it was very disheartening after some reflection after sitting with with your comments and sitting with my heart I would like to address the discussion on the talk this past Wednesday. I have always been embraced by, with much love and support from the black community. And I have deep respect and love for the black community, anyone of color that I offended. I don't know how anyone could be offended by that. This is me talking, not her. And it goes on and on and on of her. I'm sorry. And I will continue to learn and listen and do better. And it goes on. Uh, Please hear me when I say I do not condone racism, misogyny, or bullying. We got that when you were saying, show me, show me where I'm prejudiced. We got that when Underwood said, it's not about the exact words, Sharon. It's about the implication and the reaction to it. I mean, and then she even backed off a little. We're friends. I know you're not racist. We're friends. I'm just, she was just saying so. 
And then, of course, Pierce, the whole thing started because Sharon was backing up Pierce. She wasn't backing up what Pierce was saying, actually, uh, which was, uh, you know, going against Megan, the former princess. Uh, She was saying that he's got a right to say it. That's what he gets paid for. And then he walks off and ends up getting fired. He resigned, Jeff. Okay, he resigned. I got it. He resigned. Now, Pierce believes that Sharon is being forced into this uh, apology. I believe that. But that's bending the knee. Right? She, She has enough money and enough heart and enough backbone to stand up for this. And yet, she won't. She won't. And now we're all pissed at Pierce and we're all pissed at this. And we're still now all of a sudden it's okay to beat up Megan because we went back and looked at some of her old blog posts and found out that, well, maybe she, you know what? She wasn't truthful in that interview. You think, you think, isn't that what Pierce was saying that you can't believe her and that it's embarrassing that she said she never looked up Harry online. Did anyone believe that? She never thought about being a princess or what it was like. Did anyone believe that at all? Well, we find out in a past blog posters that that was true. All right. That, I mean, that that wasn't true. All right. So uh, she talked about royalty and that was wrapped around Kate Middleton and Prince William's wedding back in 2014. And she talked about how, uh, anyway, and then we get, then we get, the uh, the the people in uh, in Great Britain talking about hey Harry should be embarrassed that he went to CBS because CBS was condemned when it became the first broadcaster or publisher to show the distasteful photo of Princess Diana taken moments after the 1997 car crash. In fact, Charles uh, and 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 Harry. And William all took off and beat up CBS for doing that. But I guess we forgot about that. It's okay. I mean, that hypocrisy is okay, right? Or no? No, it isn't? Oh, okay. Because I know that they issued a statement, you know, that they were saddened by how low the press has become, especially CBS. Huh. But it was okay for, uh, you know, Oprah to make millions from CBS uh, on this interview from both of them and to have the, to have them talk about how, uh, how hurt they are and how oppressed they are to Oprah is agonizing and to have Sharon bend the knee over this argument that hurts, that hurts. You never bend the knee because it doesn't matter. They, they don't care. They just don't care. So what's the point? What's the point?